to the Synity Hub podcast. I'm Ellie Sordi, Community Manager at the Synity Hub, and today I'm joined with John Simpson, one of Synity's pre-sales consultants. This month we are discussing MRO, maintenance, repair and operations, and data's role in improving efficiency and reducing costs. John has kindly joined us already across the month discussing what MRO stands for, who looks after the MRO process and what role data has in the MRO process. Last week, we went over Synity's solution for MRO to define their find and fix method and discuss the outcomes of using Synity's software for MRO. Today, we're looking at the bigger picture and what to do once you've started your MRO project, looking at master data management. Hi, John, and welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Ellie. Thanks for having me again. So, John, what happens once companies have introduced their new MRO programme? So typically an MRO programme in terms of improving data will take two parts. I think in podcast two, we, we discussed uh, the part one, which is finding and fixing and refining the existing data to support the existing processes. Of course, over time, you're going to create new uh, spare parts data because maybe new machinery is required in the process, um, or maybe the, the spare part was never requested before. So that, that master data management process, in other words, the genesis uh, of the request to create that new data, who's involved in that request, uh, who's approving it, who's enriching that data, who's, who's actually gonna finally own that data and approve it, it's ready for um, inclusion in the system. All of that has to be supported in a, in a process. So where in podcast two, we talked about the initial projects of fixing the data. This is all about avoiding that data problem in the first place. And, and of course, now you've got that improved data in your system. You're able to use that source system as a, as a kind of backbone. Do we have that record already? Does it already exist somewhere else? It could be the case that one plant engineer doesn't know that another plant has already requested that material, that spare part, and it's already been set up. So having an MDM process will avoid the recreation of the problem, recreation of duplicate records, uh, and, and then so um, will avoid the ongoing problem, uh, the problem occurring again in the future. So John, when we look at MRO data, it's not a simple piece of information it's quite complex there's different layers to it so can you provide an example of this put into practice and how how companies are viewing this what it looks like to them from their internal systems so let's talk about practically an example of complexity in this kind of data so if you if you think of something that we all know like refrigerators or laptops so each of those has a unique set of attributes beyond the obvious, which is kind of the, the maker or the brand, the price of it, the model number, kind of the series, the model series and its dimensions. So if we look at something like a laptop, what are the specific attributes that make a laptop the same or unique? It's things like screen size, screen resolution, the processor and its, and its number of cores, uh, the, the memory that the laptop has and the type of memory, uh, it's, it's disk storage, the size and type, the kind of graphic cards, operational systems. In fact, the list goes on and on. Um, and if you think about the components that go into a laptop, each of those will have their own categories and specifications. And there are literally hundreds of components that go into a laptop. 
So if we take an example of something like a classification structure, something like the United Nations Standard Products and Services Coding Structure, um, and there are equivalent ones out there like E-Class, within those hierarchies, uh, which are trying to categorize products, components, services, all kinds of things you could ever think of um, into a structure. You, you, there's one structure in there that might be of interest here, which is all about manufacturing components and supplies. And this all relates to spare parts and components. Within that, there are 34 families. There are 248 classes and there are 3000 categories of spare parts. So there's just an example of how complex this area is in terms of spare parts. Spare parts are often interchangeable. They don't have the same part number because they're supplied by different suppliers, but then they may be equivalent. Conversely, a spare part can also be accredited to a specific purpose, like a pipe in the oil industry is accredited by the American Petroleum Institute to have a specific purpose, okay? Or equally um, be, a, be accredited by the original equipment manufacturer. So all of these are different ways to describe and categorize uh, these spare parts. Yes, and I suppose once companies have invested in cleaning this process up, it's very easy for it to just fall back into how it was without putting in like a long-term strategy um, to support that. So yeah, and MDM is a great option for that. But also how can companies make sure that they maintain their data quality and, and continue with the success of the project based on, on how good their data is? So in the case of MRO, all of the data quality rules that were built in the initial project, many of which are uh, available already in our platform, as an example, um, they can be redeployed in ongoing processes such that uh, the, the real-time checks at point of creation are, are there. So you're not going to send into your, into your uh, business systems the data to a low quality because that process of creating new data will already include those checks and balances that you actually built out in your project. Brilliant. So what other considerations should companies make around MRO and MDM and, and looking kind of the broader data strategy for the year? I think, I think in terms of MRO, there's, there's often opportunities with MRO data to look for similar data and build out strategies for reducing the unit cost through procurement. Um, I think uh, beyond, beyond, beyond spare parts and material master, um, the, the MDM approach supports uh, the creation and the adherence to a single view of customer master or customers, uh, single view of suppliers, and any other data beyond that that is mastered in one or more uh, systems where ERP or manufacturing or the operation of production takes place. So, the, so the, the concept of MDM is that it doesn't have to be a single target system. It can be multiple task, target systems of different kinds. It could be SAP, it could be Oracle, it could be JD Edwards, it could be you know, Microsoft Dynamics, whichever is the, a combination of different systems out there. You know, an MDM system sits on top effectively as the octopus providing the right data at the right time to those systems 
consistent codification, consistent categorization, consistent attributes, such that you can you can have the benefits of all of that at a corporate level. Brilliant. So wrapping up the MRO topic for the month, what are the key steps that companies can do now to identify if this is an issue within their business and if they if they need to consider this in the first place? I think if there's a perception in the business that you've got unnecessary levels of stock in specific areas like spare parts, um, if you perceive that you are procuring um, products or services inaccurately and you're having to send those products back because you're not, you don't believe that you've ordered the right thing, then th these are all indications that you need to have an improvement in your, in your data um, to support accurate identification of what you need. Do you have it in stock and order also to order it accurately so that you don't end up wasting time ordering something that then you receive and have to send it back and reorder. All of that is lost time and potentially lost, lost revenue if it relates to production. Brilliant. Well, that, that rounds off our theme this month of MRO. If you have any questions for myself or John, please do not hesitate to get in contact with one of us. And uh, all of the podcasts can be found on our LinkedIn page. Thanks again, John, for joining. Take care and speak to you soon. Thanks, Nell.